Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 25th of November. Coming up, uni lecturers begin eight-day strike. We don't wish to harm students. We've been forced into this position. And we found out that most students' unions, including the student union at Kent, are supportive of our, our action. Morrison starting to sell food past its best before date. Our main mission is about reducing food waste, having a planet with no food waste, and that is then directly improving the environment. And Gillingham boss disappointed with weekend defeat. I feel for the players, I feel for the travelling supporters. We've been totally dominant, we deserve to win. It's a smack in the face. Kent Online News. First today for the second time in just over two years, Uber's been stripped of its operating licence in London, which also covers Medway and Dartford. Transport for London says the taxi app is not fit and proper and puts passengers' safety at risk. The cab hailing service is going to appeal and calls the decision extraordinary and wrong. Sky's Kit Bradshaw at TfL's headquarters has a statement from the regulator. Safety is our absolute top priority. While we recognise Uber has made improvements, it is unacceptable that Uber has allowed passengers to get into minicabs with drivers who are potentially unlicensed and uninsured. A lorry driver who's accused of the manslaughter of 39 people found in a truck near the Dartford crossing has admitted plotting to assist illegal immigration. 25-year-old Maurice Robinson from County Armagh's appeared before the Old Bailey. His cab was attached to the trailer where the Vietnamese people were discovered at an industrial estate in Essex last month. The dad of twin toddlers who were killed by their mum in Margate has spoken out after she wrote what he's describing as a twisted letter to his mum from the mental health unit she's living in. Samantha Ford was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the manslaughter of 23-month-old Jake and Chloe on Boxing Day last year. Stephen Ford says the letter left his mum distraught as it blamed both of them for the children's deaths. A circus acrobat from Kent has suffered serious injuries after falling 40 feet to the ground at the Winter Wonderland show in London. Jackie Louise Armstrong, who grew up in Romney Marsh, is thought to have slipped from her harness at Hyde Park last night. The audience were cleared out so she could be looked after by medical teams. Lecturers at the University of Kent have started an eight-day strike in a dispute over pay and working conditions. Members of the university and college unions say they won't reschedule the lectures that'll be lost and when they go back they'll work to contract and won't do anything extra like cover colleagues who are off. Michael Moran is the southeast official for the UCU. We hope to shut down the university university totally for the eight days of duration of the strike. Uh, That is our intention. We don't wish to harm students. We've been forced into this position and we found out that most students unions including the national National Union of Students and the Student Union at Kent are supportive of our, our action. So although it will negatively impact on them, they realise that uh, a well-rewarded and secure workforce delivering education to them is in their interest at the end of the day. 
none of our members who are dedicated to their profession and their students would do this lightly. It, uh, we're doing this because we, we've seen our wages stagnate by 20% over the last 10 years. We've seen the gender and black and minority ethnic pay gaps get wider and wider. We've seen casualisation. Our members work in the second most casualised industry in the country. There's only um, wait, waitressing and waiting as, uh, and and hospitality that's more casualised than the academic academic jobs. So our members in academic related and academic jobs have decided reluctantly to take this action. We hope we get the employers back to the negotiating table and they offer a serious um, solution to the problems of declining pay, increasing casualisation and incre- increasing gender pay gaps, as well as increasing workload. It's, it's 40 million of hours of extra work have been calculated above and beyond what we're paid for over the last year. Of tw- that's the equivalent of 25,000 full-time jobs. So it's not just about pay and equality, it's about workload as well. So we want the employer, the University and College Employers Association, to come and talk to us meaningfully about resolving this dispute. I would say to the parents of those students that are, being, that are having to pay fortunes for their education, that they need value for money for that education. And value for money means a, a properly resourced and secure workforce, not a workforce that is overworked, unable to give its best. So it's in everybody's interest that the employer comes to the table, parents, students and workers within the sector, be they academics or academic related staff. There have been picket lines at campuses in Medway and Canterbury today and they'll continue until staff return to work next week. Kent Online reports. A man's been arrested following reports a woman was sexually assaulted in a park in Medway. The vines off Crow Lane in Rochester was taped off after it happened in the early hours of Sunday. A 19-year-old man from Chatham is being held on suspicion of rape. A teenage boy is in a serious but stable condition in a London hospital after his moped was involved in a crash in Chatham. He collided with a silver Vauxhall Vectra at the junction of North Dane Way and Lordswood Lane at around half five yesterday evening. Investigators are keen to speak to witnesses or anyone with dashcam footage of the area at the time. 13 people, including some children, have been rescued from a small boat off the Kent coast. Lifeboat crews picked up the group in the English Channel near Folkestone yesterday morning. They're being processed by border officials. Morrisons have become the first supermarket in the UK to start selling food that's gone past its best before date in a bid to tackle waste. From tomorrow, you'll be able to use the Too Good To Go app to buy boxes of unsold fruit and veg, bakery and items from any of the Kent branches. They'll cost £3.9p and you won't know what's in them until you go to pick it up. Morrisons reckon they'll distribute enough boxes next year to reduce CO2 emissions by 882 tonnes. That's the equivalent of driving from London to Edinburgh 5,351 times. Sophie Truman is Head of Business Development at Too Good To Go. The sheer scale of the amount of food we can save with working with the likes of such a big business is incredible for us. Um, So our ambition together with Morrison's is that in 2020, we could save at least 350,000 magic boxes um, through the app.
Obviously, this depends on the supply that is available in each store. Um, the very nature of food waste and surplus food is it is that it's unpredictable. Um, so, but we're kind of forecasting that hopefully um, it, each store will, you know, might have one to two boxes per day on average. Um, so, in a, in a kind of calendar year, that's the amount we're looking at. Um, which, in terms of actual, you know, food waste in itself and the, the size and scale and then the impact that has on the envir environment they, you know, that's huge so that's something we're really excited with and that's our ambition for 2020 uh, before i guess looking at also other alternatives with them to save food um, on a bigger scale so other elements of their business as well but this is our first kind of foray into saving the magic boxes which are utilizing the best before products so the app is free to download um, so anyone can ha get that on, on their phone and essentially what it does is it will show you all of the um, businesses in your area so that could be supermarkets, local cafes, bakeries, sushi shops that have food um, available to buy so food that is going to waste that they won't be able to sell. Um, how that then works is that a consumer will purchase a magic bag or magic box from that store, um, pay for that through the app and then go to the store at the designated collection time to collect that food. So, for example, uh, you will know that you're you're getting, um, say, for example, with Morrison's £10 worth of value. You don't know what that's going to be um, because it's whatever that store has got surplus that day. Um, so there is this element of surprise um, and then the kind of magic of the bag um, across all our stores. So no one knows exactly what they will get before, um, but you have an idea of what you can expect to be rescuing. At the moment, um, they're not hiring any extra staff. We have worked them very with them very closely over the past few months to work out how much labor time it you know it will take um the, the simplicity of the app is 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 that in itself it's you know it's super easy to use so the packing of the box um should should literally take no more than a few minutes um and, and then it's ready to go so going back to what i said before the, the beauty of it being a magic box is that they don't have to um you know disclose what the items are before so therefore the labor time is is really minimized um and then it can be done in a, in a very efficient way our main mission is about reducing food waste, having a planet with no food waste, and that is then directly um, improving the environment and helping companies become more sustainable. We've had some really amazing feedback from some of the Morrison stores themselves, for actually the benefit they're seeing on their local community, especially if it's areas um, you know, that are on the poverty line, then absolutely the message has been so strong of the real sense of helping the community. Um, so that is something that we are we are fully aware of. Obviously, the app is available to everyone and, and anyone. Um, if we can help all sorts of people, then that, that's a great benefit to us as well. Best before items such as I give the example of fruit and vegetables. Um, actually they they have a best before date which means that as it states they will be in their highest quality before that date however after that date you know they will be still perfectly edible and that's what we're also raising awareness about so if you think about you know the amount of times you've had a bag of potatoes in your fridge and it, it actually they would be perfectly fine to use a week if not longer afterwards so everything going into this magic box will have passed its best before date but it will still be perfectly edible. So again, it's around the education piece. That actually, you know, you can still use this these items. Anything with a use by um, should not be going into these boxes because it is illegal to resell, uh, 
used by items if they've passed that date. But the, the idea of this box is that it's actually best before items. So predominantly it will be your fruits, your vegetables, uh, baked goods, uh, cake shop, a few items from the deli. So for example, hard cheeses also have a best before date. So they're still also, you know, you can eat them for a certain time past that date. So it, yeah, it's, a, it's all of those products and actually raising awareness about that. And as a business, um, especially in the Netherlands, we've done a real kind of piece with governments uh, to, to try and, you know, le levy this and actually raise awareness of this topic because it can help also people in the household save food rather than throwing it away. Our ambition is that we would be present in every single supermarket within the UK. That That's our, our long-term goal. Um, so th that is especially what my team are, are, are focusing on. Um, we've already had some great initial discussions and it's something that we hope to be able to really um, progress in 2020. Kent Online News. The family of a little girl with diabetes are trying to track down her medical equipment, which is thought to have been stolen from Blue Water Shopping Centre. The pink sparkly unicorn bag went missing while she was at the Gravity Trampoline Park over the weekend. The seven-year-olds had to go to hospital for emergency treatment and supplies. Police have taped off a park in Gravesend after concerns a human grave had been found. People living near the terrace were worried about a new memorial, but it turned out to be the remains of a cat. The Lock Meadow part of Maidstone could get a makeover to make it more of a destination for leisure activities. The Borough Council have spent more than £19 million buying the lease and say they plan to make improvements to the appearance of the building and facilities there. It's currently home to a leisure centre, Odeon Bowling Alley, Trampoline Park and restaurants. There's a warning to dog walkers after wild boar were spotted at a Kent Park. They've been seen roaming around Hatch Park near Ashford in recent weeks and Nature experts said dogs should be kept away from the animals, but they're not a risk to the public. And Little Mix are coming to perform in Canterbury as part of their UK tour next summer. They'll be at the Spitfire Grounds in July. Tickets go on sale on Thursday. Meanwhile, Keane will be joining Will Young and James Morrison at the Forest Live concert at Bedgebury Pineetum in June. Kent Online Sport. Football and it was a frustrating weekend for Gillingham as they got beaten 1-0 by AFC Wimbledon. They put in a strong performance away from home on Saturday but failed to pick up any points, meaning they're still 14th in the League One table. Jill's boss Steve Evans says he can't be disappointed with their performance. I thought we were superb. I think it's the best we've played in a long time in terms of control position, opening them up, switching the play. And I think we're right, Steve, other members of the media say it's last-ditch defending that's prevented us, but we've made... We've made for me, five or six golden opportunities to score. I think if we score and go in front, we'll probably win here four. People make statements. It's the most dominant I've seen my team play in years. Total, total dominance. But we've lost. And um, I feel for the players, I feel for the travelling supporters. Um, but if we play like that in any other game, then we'll, we'll have to take what comes from the wayside. We've been totally dominant. We deserve to win. It's a smack in the face, so we have to take that smack in the face. I think unlucky would be part of it. An ability to take good chances would be a second part of it, probably a bigger part for us. I think over the season you, you get your luck, you give your luck. I, I keep waiting to say when you get decisions, you get decisions against you. I'm struggling with that one still when we're 18 games in. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll go home disappointed and we'll go again. Well, I said the performance was excellent, the dominance was excellent, the second goal wins were excellent. We let ourselves down in the penalty box, didn't we? We didn't take the chances. Um, everything else was right but um, 
we get the praise when we win. I don't think anyone can criticise the performance. They can criticise the finishing on the end of the performance because the performance was outstanding, I suppose. Where do you go from here, kind of trying to go about just changing your fortunes? Yeah, no, no, back, back on the training ground, work hard. Um, I don't think I've said for weeks, performances bring results. It's not done that today, but it has in recent weeks. You know, we've been the better side in the games that we've won. We've been extremely better than the opposition today in most. So I'm looking forward to the day where we're sitting best all over the pitch. We've got some defending like that in ourselves. We don't get penalties, or the opposition don't get penalties and we won one 0 Gillingham are back in FA Cup action this weekend when they travel to play Doncaster Rovers in the second round. On to cricket and England have been thrashed by an innings and 65 by New Zealand in their first test. They resumed on 55 for three overnight and knew they'd have to bat out the final day at the Bay Oval but were dismissed for just 197. Kent's Joe Denley top scored with 35 but captain Joe Root made only 11 as his batting struggles continued. And Kent sprinter Dina Asher-Smith has been nominated for Sports Personality of the Year 2019. The 200 metre world champion from Orpington, who became the first British woman to win a major global sprint title in October, is the second person to be announced after cricketer Ben Stokes. The winner will be decided on December the 15th. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.